podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Oh my god, hi! Hey. hey, we have music. Welcome to the Lost Omens podcast. That intro music. That was magical. I thought you were going to pee your pants. That was great. Was thank so you, good. Sirenscape. Yes, th- thank you so much, Sirenscape. Dan and I were digging through some audio files and nothing was clicking, and then we heard that one and we're like, oh, all right, that's it. Circus music, act one. Yeah, so thank you. So this is, like I said, the Lost Omens podcast. We're coming at you from the Professional Casual Network's podcasting cavern. Which is an accurate description of it. Sure. Um, if you are a Patreon, you're familiar. So thanks for coming back to join us. If you're not, welcome. We are playing through Pathfinder 2E. We're starting with Extinction Curse, and we're super excited. If you are interested at all in more of this, head over to our Patreon because we went through Tarnbreaker's Trail and some other one shots, and they were super great. So we have lots of extra content there. Um, I am your GM, Danny. I'm going to be taking you through this wild circus carnival ride, and I'm joined with, you know, five of my favorite nerds in the whole wide world. So we've got the executive producer of the Professional Casual Network, Tim. Hello. What's up? Not nothing. I'm just fucking here doing this show. <laughs> you feel like you're like I'm just in your you basement for seven hours a day. Oh, <laughs> like, I mean, today's going to be a lot more than that, but yeah. <laughs> well, that would be a day off. Right? You are just living in the cavern. <laughs> But, you know, that is life. We've also got host of Big Fiction Energy and the grim podcast of Perilous Adventure, Dan Cole. That's me. I had so many other things to say, but I'll keep it nice. You can save it for future episodes. Yeah. It's weird not being the GM. I don't I don't mind it. Are you going to try and usurp my power? Nope. You can it's try. It's weird respecting the GM in a game. You know? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to remember that when we record yeah. the pop next. Right. I mean, Lucky's going to die Lucky's literally any moment. So. so what makes that so much better is you've GM'd like almost all of us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Ben. Nice. I've got some big <laughs> shoes to fill, I guess. Also, you may uh, know him and love him as Bruno on the Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventure. We've got That's JB. That's me. That's you. It's a me, uh, Bruno. I didn't know Bill uh, Cosby was here. Yeah. That's that's my amazing Bill Cosby impression. It's a me, Bill Cosby. I like to put in the pops. Uh, I, I feel like I, video game. <laughs> video game. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Here to roll some dice and kill some things. I'm super excited. Thank you for joining us on this adventure as well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, friend of the podcast from Thrillash Gaming. Hi. Hi. It's Taylor. I'm the guy that brought the vodka. So you're <laughs> welcome, everyone. <clears throat> Everybody's best friend, you know. <laughs> and joining us from afar over from the Carton Cod- podcast, not Codcast. They don't specialize in fish. Uh, it's Ben. <laughs> we specialize in cod pieces. Uh, thank you for having me. Live from Philadelphia. It hasn't burned down yet. Well, that's good. That's very good news. Exciting. All right. So this we're counting as episode zero. You are going to get to know the players and their characters. Very exciting. Why don't we go around and tell us. We're supposed to have a character ready. You're fired. (laughs) That was quick. Fired! (laughs) You have to go stand in the corner that JB just pooped in. (laughs) Can we whip him this time? Yes. Yes. Who brought brought a switch? I always have my whips and chains. Yes. We've only been discussing this game and these characters for three months, and JB and I were both down here scrambling (laughs) to figure out names and what we were doing. so funny. So what do I roll for uh, stats? 
think <laughs> you don't willpower toughness <laughs> wait what you actually like put a bunch of dice in your mouth and you spit them out mm. and yeah whatever number comes out nope there you, go. you no. swallow those dice <laughs> and you, you oh. wait for them to pass and that's your roll is that why it took three right. months for us to <laughs> exactly yep. that's it's been a long time in the making lots of that um so we are not going to reveal character classes though so you have to guess them and if they come up organically, then that's cool, too. Um, so let's share character names. And what else? Ancestry. Yeah. Name, ancestry. Um, we'll go around and do that. And then I have some, you know, hot interview questions for mm. you. Hot. Hot. It's coming in hot. Hot takes. Hot. All right. We'll start with Tim. No. Um, no. no. <laughs> Okay. So my character's name is uh, Mud. Mud? With one D or two Ds? Uh, oh, <gasps> it's two Ds now. Yes. Those are my favorite jeans in middle school. Go ahead and update Yo. that. I didn't have any of those, but they were nice. <laughs> you, you I, appreciated I could appreciate jeans? them from both close and afar. <laughs> Some Mud jeans. Um, I am a tiefling by day, but um, ancestrally, I am an elf. Okay. Which I'm not a huge fan Sorry, of. Sorry, what? But what does that mean? Yeah. Did you, you choose that? Yeah. <laughs> no, we can't choose that. That's how I was born, dummy. <laughs> you haven't found the elf gene yet? No. Okay. I keep wearing different like Wranglers and Lees and Levi's and <laughs> just Oh my You keep goodness. choosing the organic ones. Those so the wait, elf you're ones. two races? I'm confused. So how Tiefling and Asimars and Changelings and, and Duskwalkers and stuff work in Pathfinder is they are a heritage off of the ancestry. So you can have Tiefling and Asimar, orcs, humans, elves, um, dwarf, anything. Okay. Anything could be a Tiefling. It's just fell uh, infernal blood in your heritage somewhere. I really like sure. how they did that in this edition. I think it's I super do, cool. I do too. Very cool. All right, thank you, Mud. Are you a red-skinned halfling? Very, very not red. Halfling, tiefling. Yep. So, tiefling, what is your stature like? What do you mean? Are you tall? Uh, some would say that, yes, if they are shorter than me. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. Um, no, he's like, yeah, he's tall, 6'1", uh, okay. super lean looking, um, okay. looks ripped, isn't. Interesting. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, look ripped, but aren't. Listen, uh, it just happens to say in part of my character background that uh, looks significantly stronger than he is. Oh. <laughs> He's got those good Levi jeans. Makes yep. a little more sense. Rugged. Rugged. All right, Dan. I got to look something up first. I just wanted to see how tall my people oh, usually oh, are. Okay. Uh, so I am playing Brennan Nimblemind. It's the name he gave himself. Who is a rat folk. Or he much prefers it when people use the proper term, which is Yosoki, what we call ourselves. Uh, I'm about four feet tall. You look like a rat that stands on my hind feet. Yeah. And I have kind of cream colored fur with red eyes. Mostly just because I know it'll make Danny uncomfortable. And I like to wear a like a basically yellow trench coat. Which, you know, would be like a sleeve on somebody else. Right. Super inconspicuous, too. It'll <laughs> yeah, be right. really great for right. sneaking around with your bright yeah. yellow it's not rain bright jacket. Yellow. It's kind of a muted yellow. Are you like going like, so not April O'Neil? No, not that bright. Okay. It's uh, kind of like a mustardy yellow. Oh. Um, yeah, he's got a rapier on his hip. He's got a sap on his back. He's just. Cool. Yeah. Here. And two of my thing, my favorite things, uh, albino rodents and mustard. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Two great tastes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what happens to your character. Oh, man. I got a hero forge model and everything. You made such a delicious snack. I, um, I don't know how Dan terrifying. died in episode zero. But. <laughs> it was incredible. I didn't expect to have a combat right now, but, well, you know. Just a cut with just mine. It's yeah. like a jewel. Yeah. Brutal oh. lasted longer. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, JB. Tell us about yourself. Uh, I made a dwarf, a strong-blooded dwarf, and uh, named him Fulgrim. Uh, Let's see. uh, Like Dan's character, he has a bottle on his hip, 
and a clan dagger in his hand. He's very particular about his clan dagger, though. All right. Yeah. Right on. Is he bearded? Of I course he's bearded. That. He's a Damn, dwarf. You can't ask that about people. Especially short people who are dwarf-like. <laughs> he's probably taller than me. That's fair. Only four feet tall. <laughs> Dwarves are very particular about their beards. And so is Fulgrim. All right. Right on. Thank yeah. you. You're not red beady eyes too, right? No. Okay, no, good. He's got bright red eyes. And yeah, all of our characters do. Also not bearded. Much to the <laughs> chagrin of uh, everybody. I, I can't grow beard. Oh, no. <laughs> everybody else can, though. That's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Even Danny's just some rocking one. Yeah. <laughs> Give it the program. All right. Taylor. Uh, I will be playing Zaresk, uh, who is a cliffscale lizard folk. Fun. Yeah. So are you tall? Uh, yeah, I'm about six seven, six eight. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. very tall. Big boy. It's a tall drink of water. Excruciatingly. <laughs> <laughs> what color are your scales? Are you green or blue? I'm or? like a bluish gray. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse like me. Like a steel. We could go steel. I'll go with steel. That's cool. Like a blue steel. Like a blue steel, yeah. <laughs> it's derelict, please. I'm opening my uh, computer up to me. It's in the computer. It's in, I am in the. I am in the, the machine. Files are in the computer. <clears throat> so yes, I'm like a like a blue gray, and then uh, like under my chin and my scales are like a like a almost a teal, like an aquamarine maybe. Okay. Yeah. That sounds delightful. It cool, cool. Blends in decently with rock. Hmm. Right on. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, Ben, who are you? Uh, my character's name is Curva. He is a rainfall orc, which means that he comes from a rainforest. Um, he's pretty tall. He's like a six, six ish. So not quite the lizard folk, but still really, really beefy boy. He's got a kind of green leathery sort of skin, like fading into brown because he spends a lot of time in the sun. He's never wearing a shirt. He's got like a wrap slash kilt thing around his waist and his hair is tied back in dreads and it's got a bandana on top. Right on. Oh, and he's usually rocking some form of janitorial equipment. A broom, a mop, a bucket, something in that vein. You got to be prepared, right? Prepared for anything. Most of the time, it's a mess. Yeah. (laughs) That's the one constant in life. Constantly cleaning up after that lizard folk. What? (laughs) Scales everywhere. (laughs) I don't shed. (laughs) I'm not that old yet. (laughs) You're molt, right. Skin, yeah, not scales. You dummy. <laughs> Is that like an age thing? Like, no, I think actually they would fall off to make room for bigger scales. Yeah, right. I would imagine, yeah. right? Science. Is that teacher, how lizards yeah. work? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's like reverse hermit crab. Yeah, I'm not a lizardologist. <laughs> lizardologist. <laughs> Dan is, as our daughter calls him, a fact person. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm leaning into that with Brennan too. He's the science teacher, so he's all about facts. Yeah, everything's got to be right. Yeah. <laughs> Loser. Anyway, all right. Stop so describing my character. <laughs> you all find yourselves together because you are part of the Circus of Wayward Wonders. So you should have some kind of an idea of how you came to join this. As we start to think about how you came to be part of the circus and how you got to know each other, let's talk about some background questions. So the first thing I want to know is where are you from? And we'll go with JB first. Sorry. Damn, um, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, let's see. Brutal. Holgram is going to be from uh, the city of Absalom. Okay. Yep. Cool. Uh, him and his family are um, dwarves of that city. And uh, yeah, uh, he is not part of there anymore. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> He's not part of there anymore. That was oh, awesome. Well, that's oh, right. How you worded that? He's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so he's his family is from the city of Absalom, um, and they don't have deep ties there, uh, but they are originally from there. Yeah, everybody's from somewhere, right? Yeah, you don't have to be connected. Good. Closely, Taylor. Where are you from? Uh, I'm looking at the. <clears throat> The map of Isle of Cortos here? Is that is that how you pronounce sure. words? Sure. I, I, 
pronounce that Cortos in my head, Cortos. but whatever. Cortos. I don't know um, what it... I, I was a Protoss player, but they had two S's. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, the Cortos, Cortos mounts, I'm guessing those are mountains, yes? Mm, yep. Yeah, so I would I would probably be from there-ish. That would make sense. Right. Sure. Right on. Uh, ben, where's that rainforest you're from? Uh, he doesn't know. Uh, his first memories are being below decks on a ship. Okay. Yeah, he has one of those tragic backstories, but luckily he doesn't know what it is. He just woke up on a ship. <laughs> so so you've got dreads and you carry a mop and bucket. You wear a kilt and you're shirtless and you have a tragic backstory. I hope we get Correct. some female listeners because I mean, <laughs> what, what more do you need? Right. That's like 90s teen heartthrob all over. Are you Heath Ledger? I am <laughs> Heath Ledger. <laughs> you got, got it in one. one. Dang it. Yes. I got to be honest. I'm at half master ready. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right, I'm gonna start because he's, he's always on a boat. He's always on a boat. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on a boat. Um, so Tim or Mud, where mm-hmm. are you from? Uh, I am from a uh, small town right outside of the forests, in between uh, Cheliax and Isker. Um, so I grew up on on the mainland, uh, north of the inner sea, and um, yeah, small community, heavily religious, but. Sometimes that happens out in the woods. It's true. It's very true. All right. And Brennan slash Dan. Yeah. So I am from the sewers of Absalom. Oh, okay. sewer rat. And uh, I, I didn't like it at all. It's real dirty down there. Yeah. And it's just I needed to, to change, get a change of things. So I, I don't. Not a huge fan of Absalom in general, especially not the sewers. So the I feel circus like that's very fair. has been a nice change. Yeah. You can. Should you judge a city by its sewers, though? Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. Right. I mean, the way sewers go, Absalom has some really nice ones, obviously, but <laughs> it's still a sewer. And yeah. Gross. Sure. Cool. I'm going to stick with you, Brennan. Tell me about your family. What's your family like? Uh, It's real big. It's uh, 12 brothers and sisters. Wow. At least uh, my mom may have eaten a few of them. I'm not sure. <laughs> but you're one of 13 who survived past yes. the birth. Yeah. So I have a very large family uh, in the Warren. Uh, one of the reasons I left is just because it's hard to stand out when there's so many other Yosoki around. That's fair. And they, a lot of them didn't uh, appreciate my affinity for cleanliness. So I was also the only um, nearly white furred in my litter so all my brothers and sisters are either blackford or brown and the, uh, i i mean some of them called me the runt but i don't know if that was strictly proven ever so right and now do you think that your white fur um helped to increase your desire for cleanliness like if you were brown or Blackford, would you maybe not notice so much? I mean, it's not stark white. It's like a off-white cream color. Yeah. But yeah, it certainly showed the dirt much more readily than anybody else's. So it was constantly cleaning make, is, takes a long time. So getting out of the sewers has freed up a lot of my time. How happy for you. Yeah. I don't have to lick myself clean all the time, which is especially gross in the sewers. Oh, yeah. Yuck. That's how you get pink eye. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, I already have pink eyes. <laughs> <laughs> It's a constant Ew. state of pink. <laughs> oh my gosh, Fulgrim, tell me about your family. Uh, my family? Uh, let's see. My father is quite disappointed in me, right? We don't talk much. Um, my mother is still alive and uh, we still keep in contact, though. Um, I have two brothers, right? Uh, both older than me, right? And um, I don't know what, what's happened to them, though. Um, I went off to. Uh, school and we've kind of lost contact all right that's unfortunate yeah womp womp tell me about it zaresk 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 okay uh well in in the cliffs you know there's there's a lot of natural predators that are around uh especially for lizard eggs so uh i was uh part of a litter of seven and me and my uh, sister were the only ones that made it out of, out of a, a bird attack. Yes, lizard folk would be a clutch. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Out of out of the clutch of eggs. I like how you're getting into character there. Yep. 
Excuse me. I know. I just, I don't know the word in common. I know it in in my my tongue. Um, Ooh, nice save. <laughs> good. Very good. Uh, so yeah, I just never really understood the hang out in the in the cliffs, look at the stars, just be patient, that sort of thing. And I really like colorful stuff. And when you're ha- hanging around stone all the time, there's not a lot of that. So um, you know, humans were fun to be around mainly because they're dumb and gullible mm, um true so yep. yeah i just <laughs> that's right we have no humans we have zero humans, humans are dumb that's Don't incredible need them. it's because humans are stupid i love gullible. it it's great make a one hell of a coin off of them it's fantastic <laughs> and you know what's shiny and colorful gold it's that's great true. that's true <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah cool mud tell me about your family um so I mean, I grew up in, in a, you know, foresty, fruity elf community. Um, my, I have an older sister that was destined for greatness and everyone from my family is going to be so fucking great. Um, I'm actually the one that's going to be the fucking best at everything. Okay. Um, she might be chosen by gods or whatever or whoever. I don't fucking care. But uh, all the attention was on her. Uh, my parents were both around. I actually grew up in a really great family, if you were, you know, anyone but me. So uh, I took off and, and joined the circus because uh, my sister's a dick and uh, everyone only cared about her. All right. Yep. Man, older sisters are the worst. And Curva, you probably don't know much about your family then, yeah? So, uh... My family, as far as I know, is the people that I grew up on the ship with. Um, There was one other orc. He was the cook, but most of them were humans. Um, And I I kind of saw them as my family, but uh, it was more just like a structure. Like the the family was the crew. Members of it would go in or go out, um, but the roles would stay the same. And so it's just being kind of in that hierarchical structure that really felt like family to me. I like that a lot. Yeah, your family's not always those you're biologically related to. And they're interchangeable because, yeah, like, you know, life on the sea is ruthless. There's one thing I know. Dads come and they go. So whatever. I sure do. (laughs) Yeah, we had like a bunch of mutinies. So so there were a good number of different captains. Dang. Um, Did you find yourself clinging to any kind of religion while you were on the boat or since you've gotten off the boat? You know, life is cheap uh, in 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 those situations. People die all the time. Run ins with pirates uh, also because we were pirates, although he doesn't like talking about that. Um, but uh, so you don't get generally get attached to, you know, possessions or or any kind of like status or power. Um, simply like the freedom of the ocean, I guess, would be the closest thing that Curva has to a religion. I like that. What about you? Zarisk. Zaresk. I'm going to get it wrong every time. Everybody I just spell it phonetically on my character. He gave it to us that. phonetically, and I was like, no, I'm going to write it the way that it is, and I'm going to figure it out. Zaresk. Uh, I'm sorry, what was the question? Are you religious? Uh, not really. Okay. You know, life and the, the moon and the stars go by, and I just kind of follow it. So cool. if there's something up there, great. You know, if it might have a purpose for me. I haven't found it yet. Um, so I'm not like, ugh, God, religion, but at the same time, just yeah. going on. All right. Modern day agnostic. Yeah. Right on. Fulgrim. Fulgrim likes Kaden Killian. Um, he's a, uh, strong power. Uh, you know, usually, um, once a week he prays and he does his rituals, uh, to Kaden. Um, Plus, having a bar uh, for a time, he really liked the folks that also like Kid and Killian coming in and spending their uh, sweet, sweet coin at his bar. <laughs> nice. Love it. Brennan, who do you pray to? <sighs> Not really a religious type. Brennan's all about seeking and exposing the truth. Doesn't matter where that comes from. It doesn't really matter the means. Uh, the truth is the most important. And that's why he's constantly correcting people. Because if you're saying something that's 
demonstrably false, he's going to point that out. Yeah. He's all about, and that's what he's all about. I didn't see anybody. I can't think of anybody in the, in the pantheon of Pathfinder of Galarian that is stands for like truth above all else. He's he's a fan of uh, Ioma Day and Saren Ray a bit, but he doesn't particularly take part in any religious anything. He really all right, very cool. And mud. Um, so Mud has uh, a super convoluted um, history with with gods. Um, his his sister was the chosen of um, uh, Calistria, um, and that's kind of what his entire upbringing was based around. Was that his sister was the chosen of Calistria, and she was going to do all this great shit? Um, but the thing is, is that um, I was spoken to. Um, by a couple gods, and um, I'm pretty familiar with them, but no one would listen to me at mm. all about that, and they're kind of dicks about it. So um, <laughs> I don't even really know if she was actually chosen or if she just talks about it, but I actually, you know, have really good relationships with a whole bunch of different gods and um, kind of, you know, got overshadowed a lot. And it's kind of, kind of, you know... I have a chip on my shoulder. About yeah, it. that's frustrating. Yeah, sounds like. Yeah. Dang, man. Um, so with that chip in, on your shoulder, uh, who would you say are like your worst enemies or your best friends? Um, best friends. Uh, really, anyone that seems like a best friend would be anyone that uh, I, I've seen maybe be uh, slighted, um, not believed or um, persecuted for being right in a situation that they were certainly correct in, uh, but were mistreated anyway. Mm-hmm. And people I don't like, uh, religious zealots, people that think they fucking know everything. Yeah. Yes. Smarty pants. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you guys are going to be best friends. Oh, never mind. It's you know, when you do know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, or, or people that, you know, just are fucking lucky for no reason where they get the cream of the crop, the pick of the litter. Everyone fucking likes them and they have nothing to back it up. They just happen to be in the right place at the right time. Mm. People just like their aesthetic or their vibe or their look. And, and they are able to succeed based on that. Okay. So, so also my sister, she's a fucking when, when dick. You, I hate her. <laughs> when you ask about best friends and worst enemies, are you you're talking about generally like with the kind of people you like and dislike, or are you referring to specifics? Whichever one you want to go with is totally fine. Also, I fucking hate humans. They are so (laughs) stupid, judgmental. They're here for like eight years or however long they live. They sweat so much. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like constantly. (laughs) Well, they just lick themselves. Right. Instead of sweating. Duh. Duh. Um, They also treat... Very specifically, tieflings like they're fucking devils or whatever, right. just because we look like them and we have their blood in our blood. But, you know, being part devil, that's on them, right. not me. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you're part devil doesn't mean you are a devil. Right. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. Brennan, who are your best friends or worst enemies? Uh, at this time, my best friend is Curva. I really appreciate having a large strapping orc around. Thanks, bro. You know, I, people, they, they called me the runt. I don't really think I was, but well, I don't have the data to back that up at this time because I can't measure all of my siblings. But yeah, be my best friend. Uh, other people in the circus I like for the most part. I don't have any specific enemies or whatever. I forget how you worded it. Worst enemy. Worst, I don't have a specific worst enemy. I just don't like people that I don't like it when people try to act like they know something when they don't Mm. and like lying for specific purpose is one thing but when people really think that they know something and they're just wrong really irks me it's just you know educate yourself right it's not hard yeah like we're you soaking not rat folk you're just being willfully ignorant (laughs) that word is very common (laughs) rat folk uh thank you um curva are you, do you feel the same way about Brennan as he feels about you? Uh, similar, but distinct. So uh, my best friend growing up was definitely my uh, 
the the orc chef that we had on board um who's kind of a father figure but easy come easy go he died in the shipwreck that brought me here so what you gonna did um but i i view uh i view brennan as my best friend but honestly it's more like he's sort of fulfilling the role of captain like he has the honor of giving me my marching orders um i kind of view him in that kind of structured uh light um to the point of actually calling him sir brennan um so that's that's sort of the relationship as i see it is i am like a worker on his ship so to speak um I tend to dislike people uh, who view me- menial labor with disdain. Like I'm, I'm all about keeping the ship clean and you know doing my chores and making sure everything runs smoothly. And people who turn up their nose at that rub me the wrong way. Um, also, people who challenge the hierarchy of you know an, an established uh, kind of relationship are are going down. Protect the captain is is sort of sort of the the, the prime. Uh, Prime directive as far as Curva is concerned. Cool. I like that a lot. Uh, Fulgrim. Best friends, worst enemies. My best friends are always those folks who can find a little extra coin in the bottom of their pockets. Uh, the ones that um, <laughs> want to buy that drink for the, the rest of the crowd. Right. Uh, the ones that don't mind giving a little to get a lot back. Right. Um, the folks that he really finds abhorrent are the ones that like don't allow people to express their freedoms. Right. Uh, that that try to confine people to like the little boxes that they feel that they should be in. Um, his father was really like that. And uh, uh, Fulgrim definitely uh, didn't want to fit inside that small little box. Um, he doesn't like anything to be in, in, in bondage or, or kept in cages. He, he's, uh, as a adherent of, uh, Caden Kalian, he's definitely wants to people to feel free and, and open and, um, uh, able to express themselves how they see fit. I like that. Yeah. Break out of the boxes, break out of the boxes. All so, right. Real quick. I love it. <clears throat> how we all like, sold our souls to a circus, like to work for the circus. And yeah. we all want to be free. Right. Like, everybody's like, freedom. I just want to be free. It's like, I got to do my nine to five now. <laughs> I mean, that's the carny code. Come on, right. travel the world. You'll live in luxury. <laughs> right. So I, I'm just wondering about this, like circus, like, all right. So since I just said that, I'm like, all right. So this uh, circus is uh, hopefully they don't keep hiding. Uh, animals in cages, because we're going to be like, oh, man, we're going to be like, hey, I gotta I let like, those out. <laughs> I should probably let those out. As long as someone of authority says that the, that it's the way it is, I see no problem. Let them out of those cages. All right. Zaresk. Good job. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, best friends. Yes. Uh, at the moment, traveling buddy uh, Fulgrim here has been really great. Um, the fact that he owned a, uh, a bar was fantastic uh, because I do enjoy having coin and I enjoy spending it on either, you know, a, a nice thing to drink, uh, a decently hot meal because they were decent uh, and, you know, some good companionship. Um, I don't really have any mortal enemies. There is this clown that's kind of a dick, but uh, we'll get to that later. Oh, that clown is a fucking <laughs> dick. Such an asshole. Um, <clears throat> And it's not, I don't even hate him. I just like, why do you exist? Right. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I guess like things that I, I enjoy is kind of the same as everything else. Everybody else, you know, I, I enjoy just, if I feel like leaving tomorrow, I'm going to leave, you know, like okay. I'm going to, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to try and get what I want you know, within reason. I'm not, I'm not a dickhead clown or anything, you know, but uh, yeah, I just <sighs> go my own way. Cool. You go, go. Oh, exactly. Wow. Awesome. Show tunes included. Beautiful. Um, what did you want to do before you joined the circus? Not live like my family. Just hanging out on rocks, hunting for food, you know, staring at the sky all day. Gotcha. Um, and and it, us lizard folk are usually very easygoing and they were understanding that I was different. Um, okay. They didn't get why, but they, you know, everyone needs to make their own path. So yeah. I just, you know picked up everything i owned which was really nothing you know some like bone dagger whatever and uh just hit the road in 
see, my friend here says he hates humans, but they're they're fantastic because of their idiocy, <laughs> because you can just trick them out of anything. If you really try hard enough, anything that's theirs is yours. OK. All right. And uh, that bone dagger, would you consider that a prized possession? Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, I broke it on somebody something. <laughs> So do you have any prized possessions? Yes. Uh, my big blue hat with a purple feather in it and my sword, my rapier. Excuse me. All right. Sounds like you've got a little bit of wanderlust. Yeah. Which, you know. I can't wait to get off this island someday. Someday. Love it. Mud, what did you want to do before you joined the circus? Um, Nothing really particularly different. Just to be loved and admired and famous and that no one would ever argue with me and that everyone would think I'm the best and that no one was better than me okay. at anything. Cause I'm chosen by God. Um, a couple of them. I was going to say multiple uh, to be the best. I, I literally have a destiny. Yeah. Uh, Whatever was like no one ever was. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, literally just, you know, to be the best and have everyone love me and, um, Never have anyone be better than me at anything because I get real fucking jealous about it. Right. And um, yeah, I don't like people being better than me <laughs> at all. Dang. Yeah. Um, do you have a prized possession? No. No. Just my my will and my determination because I'm literally the best. Right. And I'm once again chosen. And it sounds like those are like <laughs> worthy of being prized. Yeah. Like better than a possession. Correct. Yeah. Because they're mine and no one else can have it. Right. Because yeah. I'm. The best. the best and and chosen. <laughs> <laughs> Should I call you chosen one? Uh, chosen one. Um, chosen mud. <laughs> chosen mud. I'm coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably okay. I would. <laughs> um, that's incredible. I heavily suggest that to most people. But. Yeah. I just want to say, if we don't make a religion by the end of this campaign. <laughs> 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 Uh, awesome. All right. Brennan, so like fact and detail oriented, what did you want to do before joining the circus? Well, well, originally when I left the sewers, I had heard of this group of people whose basically job it was, was to go explore the world and, and discover the truths in history of things and write it all down and whatnot. But I never did find my way to joining their ranks, uh, discovered the, the um, Mistress Dustlight Celestial Menagerie instead. And it just kind of fit what I was trying to do. I wasn't in the sewers anymore. I got to sleep on a, a bed every night instead of a you know scrap heap. Um, there weren't other Isoki around, a lot, a lot of humans, but they're not that bad. They're not all terrible. Uh, and it was just, I could work on the books. I learned a lot about treating wounds and... Uh, did a lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, for a reason, Mistress Dusklight wasn't a huge fan of having me on stage. She said I unsettled people, which doesn't make any sense to me. But that's just how it went. And well, now I'm part of the Circus of Wayward Wonders instead. Cool. And do you have a prized possession? I've got a couple of things. Uh, some things stay in my cheek pouches until they're needed. But uh, my rapier is something that... I don't want other people to touch and I'd rather not have people ask where I got it either. But I do love that. Uh, Zaresk also fights with the rapier. Sometimes we spar. It's true. It's weird because I like training with him a lot because most opponents are larger than me. So training with somebody that's significantly larger than me, uh, I think is just helpful. He won't let me train with him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting significantly better. Yeah, it's just... If my stature allowed me to be a little stronger, it would be nice. Gotta spend some time with the circus strongman. Oh, I spend most of my time reading and doing the, you know, basically being an accountant, so. I've been finding him heavier books. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's in them, but they're heavy. But they are significantly heavy. <laughs> heavy with knowledge. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, also, the glasses I wear on the tip of my snout are very important, and I would be very upset if they ever broke. They make you look adorable. Mm. They make me look smart, too. And they fall off all the time. Luckily, there's no lenses in them, so they don't break. 
And then he crawls around in his hands and feet, and he's like, I can't see anything without my glasses. Yeah, obviously, they're too far down my nose to actually do anything for me, but I wear them just so people see me and think, oh, he must be smart. It works. I really think it works. (laughs) Wonderful. Curva, um, before you washed up on this island uh, and found this circus, what did you want to do? I honestly just wanted to keep on sailing. Um, That was the life I knew, and uh, it worked out well for me. Um, so I, I, there was no, there was no goal beyond that. That was the life I was given. And, uh, that's what suited me after the shipwreck. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to get some scratch together to go back out on the waters, but, uh, I didn't have a captain that I could trust. So, um, that was hard to, uh, that was hard to accomplish. It's an open question as to whether or not he'll, if, if the opportunity arises, he'll just decide to go back to the life of a sailor though. Yo ho, yo ho. Did you um, manage to bring any prized possessions with you after that shipwreck? I, I did. Uh, I did recover from the wreckage my mop, which was uh, given to me by uh, by the chef. Oh, kind of like a family memento. <laughs> Wait, what? It was, it was kind of so it's because he didn't want to actually do this cleaning in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so here, if you're going to be here, you might as well do this. Yeah, that was almost the exact conversation. Yeah. I love it. Um, Fulgrim. You've yes. spoken about a bar a couple times. Is yes. that I assume that's what you wanted to do before you joined the circus? That's what I was doing before I joined the circus. Uh, unfortunately, it burnt down. Uh, so uh, I really wanted to be known for brewing the a, uh, a popular liquor um, brewed from the local fruit grown on the Isle of Cortos. Um, unfortunately, that uh, that still burnt down um, under suspicious circumstances. Still. And um, yeah, so that's that's why uh, I had to leave and come out onto the road and and join the circus. All right. And do you have any prized possessions that accompany you on the road? My clan dagger. Mm. Um it's a dwarven artifact uh, passed down from my grandfather. Um, it has a lot of uh, significance for me, both culturally and um, religiously. Um, it's I've gotten it when I was born, and I will keep it until I die. Okay. I like that. Thank you. It's hardcore. Super, I will keep it until I die. And they will pry it from my cold, dead hands. (laughs) My dwarf hands. Um, All right, guys. So that is all I have for questions. I think we covered all of those things. I want to give you the opportunity. Is there anything that I didn't ask that you think is pertinent information about your character? Or do you have questions for each other? Um, before joining the the current circus um, as part of uh, Miss Dusk Light, Mistress Dusklight, Mistress Dusklight Circus, um, that fucking clown. <laughs> that uh, I'm a really competitive person. Okay. And there was this kid that was kind of like showboating at some of the games, and that stupid clown at her circus. Uh, started talking to me about how this kid was talking about a lot of crap about me and got him to come over and kind of showboat in front of me. And I hit him. Um, He was eight and I I hit him in the face really hard. And then I didn't stop. Um, (laughs) And I got fired. Mm. Um, But I was going to get fired anyway because Mistress Dusklight was super racist, even though she was a cat folk. Um, You'll notice that all of the acts um, that were headlining her shows were humans. Every single one of them. She wouldn't promote anyone or put anyone in a position of power that wasn't a human, at least in my eyes. Um, So that's how I ended up here. Okay. Yeah, just uh, I also worked for Mistress Just Late for a time and it took. I don't want to say I got over the fact that she was a cat folk. They rubbed me the wrong way. In a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I feel like I sneeze a lot when I'm around them. But it's just, they're very, she looked at me in a lot, in a way that made me very uncomfortable. 
all the time. Okay. I also was never on stage. And it, when I heard about what happened with mud, I saw that as a opportunity to get out of there because I felt not safe. And I said, hey, Kerva, why don't you come along? I, I pretty much just did because like I didn't have any problem with her because like, she was sort of beneath my notice. Uh, I had decided that uh, Brennan was the person who was kind of telling me what to do, not the ringleader. Um, so didn't make much difference where I was doing it. I figured if I was going to follow the, the tiefling that I need some muscle on our side as well. And Curve is I, not bad company by any means. The the thing is that Mistress Dustlight, uh, a lot of her uh, a lot of her headliners, they they don't pick up after themselves. You know, they just they they expect they expect us to do it, and that uh, that gets wearisome. You know, everyone pitches in. Bunch of divas. Yeah, this sounds like bunch of divas. Yeah, especially that that lion tamer. She was the worst. Yeah, especially mm. that lion. <laughs> the, the lion didn't give me as much trouble. I thought he was mostly a solid bro. That that, <laughs> that lion tamer turned me down three times. Danica. Danica, yeah. Uh, irregardless of how great I am, <laughs> which is just which is why humans are stupid. Seems like she didn't run the numbers. How great I was. Yeah. That line would look at me a lot like Mrs. Mistress Dustlight would, and it was just not a comfortable working situation. I like to imagine that you engineered situations where, like, if Mistress Dusklight was going to be alone with you, you would make sure that I was somewhere nearby. <laughs> As nearby as possible. <laughs> Just mopping a like, bunch no, of I had in to, the I background making a mess. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much hay in that mop right now. It's just This hay is so dirty. <laughs> so uh I just we we showed up, um Miss Monsieur Fulgrim and I, uh at the circus one day and I I saw Curva was struggling to, you know put a, a beam somewhere i don't know how rigging works um so i just you know like helped tried to help like hoist things you know to yeah. where they should go and while we were like moving stuff around this stupid dickhead clown comes out of nowhere and tries to trip me but you know i'm light on my feet even right. though i'm six foot eight and probably a good 275 um yeah. you know so i just you know bloop, bloop, definitely jumped out of the way but i'll never forget that guy i'm pretty sure it's a person like a human but they, they wear a lot of Yes. Bright, colorful, and it just it doesn't look good. Why? I just uh, like I I know fashion. <laughs> I say with my blue hat and my purple with feather, the feather, yeah, my red coat and my the <laughs> <laughs> red coat. I have a red cloak. Excuse me, my red cape. Um, yeah, yeah. Curva has no recollection of this incident. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, look like any starting character in a new expansion that just has super mismatched gear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Yes, my uh, my shirt is blue with like white frillies mm. on it, like cream colored frillies. Fancy. You're like a clash elemental. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely a flashy elemental. Oh, I said clash, but they both work. No, I like that. Clashing and flashing. What? Yikes. All right. Uh, I'll have a question for the group. All right. This could be a. Uh, everybody answer. Uh, what would be the name of my signature liquor that uh, I was trying to make and uh, one day attempts or one day will attempt and uh, perhaps you'll perhaps perfect. You could cut that to make that sound good, right? <laughs> you can leave it in. You're a magician, right? <laughs> Fulgrim's fulminating. He seems a little more down to earth than all that. Like, I feel like it's got to be real, like, just like. Earth blood or something like that. It just got to be like really. Something like that. I get the the the, in, the intimation I get from Fulgrim is that he's he's pretty down to earth, pretty not. Uh, he doesn't put on like put on a lot of airs. He's like pretty honest and straightforward. Is that accurate? Yes, that what, would be accurate. What's your clan? I have to uh, I have to pick that. I have to okay. Uh, okay. get a good clan. Um, what about like I'm trying to think of a Pathfinder uh, analog for like fireball whiskey? Yeah, mm, right. Yeah, um, that's that's not something like just, oh, it's fire belly brandy. Just right, something right, right, a little yeah. bit more creative than that. OK, but, the fire belly uh, bounce. Um, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. What about Fulgrim's flask filler? Oh, okay. Actually, right. that's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Fulgrim's flaming. Fl- I don't know why. Yeah, it's Fulgrim's flaming. It's got to be on fire. Yeah. It does oh, have to. Like, Fulgrim's I feel it has to be on fire too. Yeah. filler. There's two things that make a signature cocktail. You have to light it on fire and it has to have children's cough medicine. Anybody get that reference? No? That's fine. That's <laughs> All right. Uh, How about charred bar bourbon? Charred bar bourbon. Because okay. you're, you're bar burned. You're bar burned down. Char- wow. Actually, Char- he was trying to make this before his bar, bar. burned. Yeah. This was going to be a signature. Oh, my gosh. He kept a barrel that was he on fire. He sheds a single oh tear every time I, he makes it. I, I do like that. So the flaming flask. Is one and the charred bar bourbon. I, I smoking like a smoking bar top or something. Yeah. Smoking bar top. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I have a question. I've got a question for everyone. Um, can we can we all say what we tend to do in our off hours when we're not doing actual like circus work? I like reading. Whatever I can to learn more of the truths about the world. But you're like not reading from like library stuff, right? You're like reading whatever other people bring in because like. Mm, mm. From whatever places that we stop at. Yeah. OK. Uh, all right. Uh, me, I like uh, brewing. I have a uh, definitely a still in whatever uh, bunk that I have. Um, it's going 24 seven and uh Making you all taste test the latest batch of liquor. I want to do that in real life. Yeah, right? <laughs> JB, start brewing. All right. We did, we did for a while, but we'll they kept do. coming back gross. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I, yeah, I'll go next. Um, <clears throat> I would probably... Uh, there's a part of me that wants to be an act, right? Like, I, I want to essentially make my own act but i actually don't know who's in charge here and i don't know who i would like pitch that to so i just keep like trying to perform certain things in front of random people that i think work at the circus um or i would uh try and swindle patrons out of their gold by pretending that i'm an act you know or like having them i don't know do either duel me in something or like arm wrestle or like, I don't know, some crazy performance thing. Um, And I'm usually better than most people, which uh, makes our friend mud, not very happy. So they don't, they don't watch me when I do that. (laughs) Do you just put your hat out and they can like put coins in it while you're doing your stuff? As long as I get coins. (laughs) Yeah. That's fun. Um, Mud doesn't stop. So he, is trying to recruit people for the circus at all times from people that are coming to visit it, um, exclusively non-humans, um, <laughs> acting to any new recruit as if he actually runs the place, uh, like that assistant manager that's just like, well, yeah, well, I, I decide this and that, and uh, like Dwight shooting it up almost. Okay. <laughs> um, and and yeah, pretty assistant much just... To the ringmaster? What's that? Your assistant to the ringmaster? No, the assistant ringmaster. <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, just trying to build up the circus in the best way he can and uh, make sure that everyone understands that that he is the go to person and the boss. Okay, Okay, I'd like to take back something that I said before. Um, I often find myself performing uh, either for people in front of mud because I think he's in charge. I mean, if you like swindling um, humans, that's yeah. right on my fucking head. Yeah, and that's I usually pinpoint the humans to swindle. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, Curva is generally um, he he kind of wanders around quite a bit uh, in his off hours, like the premises, because frankly, the you know the the world of Landwalkers is still really strange, and a circus doesn't really make sense to him, like the purpose of it. Like he he certainly understands that there is structure, but not what its function is. So he he does kind of skulk around a lot, trying to get other people's uh, take on what's going on. Um, you know, using his uh, standard alibi of I'm mopping here. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be the new New York City slang. Ah, I'm mopping here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm mopping here. Hey, ma, I'm mopping here. <laughs> I do want to say that while Brennan is not reading. If he takes a break from that, he is constantly like, hey, let me look at that and like poking at people and trying to um, familiarize himself with the anatomy of different races, especially when he's surrounded by so many different types of people. Okay. Like he wants to make sure he understands how like um, things work on the inside. Let me look down your throat there, lizard. All right. <laughs> uh, Brennan, do we do, have you taught me any like rat rat folk games or the like? Have you tried to teach me any games? 
Uh, the, the problem is there's not enough of us here. We need at least a dozen people for any of the games that I knew. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I just imagine that you have some form of like werewolf. Yes. To play, but it's like the rat folk game. But you need at least for that game, you need at least 20. Right. And I can never get other people to join in. So I've never taught anybody the game. And I've forgotten most of the rules, but I probably... No, he wouldn't make it up as he went. Yeah. That's why he doesn't teach people, because he's forgotten too many of the rules. Yeah. He can't do it if it's not right. Full Grimma. That popped into my head was Red Rover. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Full Grimma, you seem like you'd probably know a lot of, like, uh, drinking games or the like. Is that, like, do you also drink a lot in your off hours? I, no. Uh, Full Grimma is definitely not uh, a drunk. Uh, he likes to uh, experiment and test things out. Um, he doesn't uh, get uh, blasted too much. Um, he likes to keep in control as much as he can. Um, but uh, he does know a lot of drinking games. He does know a lot of games, uh, uh, betting games to make people, you know, just give up those coins just a little bit easier um, and keep people in the bar for just a little bit longer which makes them a good addition to the circus uh, for the beer tent or uh, the games portion of the circus. Um, you know, just just keeping people around, right? Um, either intoxicated and happy or um, being able to uh, be friendly with them. I don't know why I'm so interested in you as a as a barkeep, but like how rowdy does a crowd have to get before you kick them out? Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> uh, the crowd has to get fairly rowdy. Um, I mean, with the brews that he was making, with the liquors that he was distilling, um, because he's definitely not uh, one for like just the regular brews. Right. Uh, anybody could get those anywhere. No, he he wanted to make like the highest strength alcohol that he could. Um, something like just a hair short of dangerous. And Everclear. he did. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and then, um, yeah. So but if anything did get out of hand, right, uh, he was able to um, count on Zoresque. To handle things, right? Um, Zeresk was always in the background, uh, always having a drink, and he was able to count on Zeresk for a lot of uh, the uh, muscle in the bar. Um, and he himself uh, had a, a few tricks up his sleeve as my, well. But my friend, do not sell yourself short. You, I have seen you carry three people one time. Unless that was a different dwarf that I do not remember. They were very small people. Ah, understood. understood. <laughs> they were halflings, no? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's Let's awesome. See. So, what's uh, Curva, right? Mm. What what brought you from the shipwreck to the circus? Uh, I just wandered inland. You know, I uh, I I didn't recognize the waters that we were in when the shipwreck brought me ashore. Um, so I just wandered inland. Um, and I, I suppose I just kind of wandered into an area that, um, that Brennan saw me from, but I don't know, you can, I don't know if, uh, you would have a place that you would have like investigated for some reason, or if like you would have been like walking around in some location that wasn't the circus, but if it was the circus, that's fine too. <laughs> uh, I believe that the first circus, the... Menagerie of, uh, wait, no, Mistress Dustlike's Celestial Menagerie um, is about the city of Escobar. Let's say Escobar then. Yes. Escadar. Escadar. I wandered in smelling of dead fish uh, without a shirt, wielding a mop, uh, and just wondering what I was supposed to be doing. Uh, and Brennan took notice, let's say. <laughs> I do notice things like that very easily, yes. Yeah. So, Brennan, what brought you to the city of Escobar? Escobar, damn it. All right. <laughs> Cinnabar City. So, Brennan, what brought you to the city of Escobar? 
Fuck, that was twice. He did it again. That was amazing. Leave that all in. Take three. Escadar. Brennan, what brought you to the city of Escadar? There you go. You did it. Third time's charm. Everybody clap. <laughs> it was mostly trying to find some place that wasn't a dingy, smelly sewer of Absalom. And I was trying to find out about this other group of people. Um, some kind of society. I never found out their true name. I just heard rumors. And the circus seemed like a safe place. I did. It. In retrospect, it wasn't the best idea being run by a cat folk lady. But you, know, you live and you learn. Hindsight. Yes. All right. I guess I could just ask that. You got more? All right. Um, Zoresk, what brought us up to the city of Escodar? We we are currently in Escodar. Well, uh, we have met the others in the the circus of the Dusklight's Celestial Menagerie. No, I we showed up at uh, at this current circus. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So we showed up uh, outside of Everton. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So what brought us to Everton then? Eh, we went this way and that. You were quite distraught when your bar burned down. So I I kind of told you just you know hey why don't you come wander a bit for me with me. Um, maybe we can find some nice things in the wilderness to uh to to brew with. Um, and a bit of honey here and some interesting leaves that I still have dreams about there. Uh, we rounded upon a circus and it had some nice smells. So maybe, maybe Zeresk like tempted you into expanding your repertoire by like talking about like exotic lizard folk reagents or like, you know, uh, ingredients that you're not familiar with and you figured you'd, uh, you'd, you'd follow along. We did consume a lot of Rockbird. I'm sorry, what was that? We did consume a lot of Rockbird. Rockbird? Am I hearing that right? Yes. Okay. That's That was, a, again, I don't know the, the term in your tongue. Pigeon. You're going to call that a pigeon. Ah, yeah, they had an interesting cooing. Mm. <laughs> I believe what you mean is cockatrice that turns people into rocks. Yes. That large. I think... I think what you mean is a cuckatrice, which watches other people turning other people into rocks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you broke <laughs> that was great. <laughs> wow. That was a stretch and it worked. Thanks. Incredible. I wasn't sure about that one. The cuckatrice, yes. Yes, the noble cuckatrice. <laughs> <laughs> that is unfortunately what killed my the rest of my... Oh, litter or whatever you called it. Clutch. Yes. Mud, how do you deal with the fact that some people who travel with you do not recognize how great you are? Me? Yeah. I get real fucking upset about it. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you can't do that constantly, right? Like, there's got to be a lot of people who don't recognize that you're the best. It depends on on the audience. Ah, Almost ah. exclusively. Um, I can certainly be goaded into it. Um, when I'm an adrenaline junkie. So if it's just out and about, we're at a bar, we're having a good time and someone starts talking crap or whatever, I can normally brush that off pretty easily. If things get heated or physical in any way, I simply just can't stop. Okay. When you said adrenaline junkie, I'm like, oh, Jason Statham got it. (laughs) (laughs) No more. Someone shoved me and now, now someone's going to die. (laughs) I'm going to need to be pulled off of somebody. Because they bumped into me wrong. Yeah. Oof. Sounds like our, never mind. Yep. All right. So I'm sure that we'll have many more questions as we move forward with this adventure and this campaign, but that's going to wrap it up for us for session zero. So make sure that you stay tuned um, when we do episode one coming right up and we start talking about all about the Circus of Wayward Wonders and uh, you guys are going to put on a show. So be sure to check us out on episode one.
Thanks so much for listening. Why don't you go and check out all the other great shows that the Professional Casual Network has to offer, including season one of The Space Between Presents I Saw a Tiger, which follows the Netflix smash series Tiger King and details the acid-washed antics of Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, Jeff Lowe, as well as others. This season, we're taking a deep, dark dive into the four-part Netflix docuseries Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Big Fiction Energy is our audio drama pod in which Tim, Danny, and myself tell the story of Lainey, the Girl Without Fear, a fantasy novel by Dan. A grim podcast of perilous adventure is the Professional Casual Network's Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay Actual Play podcast. We're playing through The Enemy Within, which is widely considered one of the best campaigns of any RPG. Join Dan as the GM as Danny, Tim, Alexander P. Nelson, and JB try to survive the perils of the old world. And if you needed more deep dives, also check out The Space Between, which is a discussion and review of the best games, comics, and nerd movies of today and yesteryear. We also have Elite Eight Showdown with high-octane host Big Chuck and his research team. Join him while he financially ruins his partner Tim and completes an eight-team tournament bracket that could be about anything and everything. Lastly, we have Professionally Asked, Casually Answered, a totally real, totally fake advice show where we take questions and topics from you, our listeners, and do our best not to completely ruin your lives. Danny, where could people follow us or ask us questions for Professionally Asked, Casually Answered? I'm so glad you asked that, Tim. You can go ahead and email us questions. Our email address is theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. You can also follow us and message us on Instagram at theprofessionalcasual. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash professionalcasual. Twitter, we're at top tier casual. Our website is theprofessionalcasual.com. On Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash professionalcasual. And you can also check out Lindsay's Instagram at lindsayfphotography, where you can check out all of her great photos of abandoned places and events. What are some other things that people could find on our Patreon, Danny? They can find Sarah's doodles. They can find different vlogs. They can find lots of polls. I know Big Chuck's got a ton of stuff up there. It's all just a wild time. Extra bonus content, all of those things.